Time you're listening to this. This is What's Up in My Season 2, and I'm your host, Yeri. I'm a senior, well, technically a junior, second semester. It is unconventional timeline, and I'm a philosophy major, possibly doing a minor for sociology. I'm very excited to be a host for this coming season. I'm also excited to let y'all know that today is the national or the international podcast day. Well, the day I'm recording right now isn't, but yes, Friday, September the 30th, the day we are putting this out, it is International Podcast Day, and I wanted to put it out on the day of an unofficial, official type of holiday where we are celebrating the podcast, a new season, the new host, everything. Exciting, exciting. And before I get into the whole introduction of who I am, I would like to describe our mission statement. The season before, Alina already did iterate all the mission statement, but I just would like to do it again, just in case you are new, like me. So... What's Up in Mar was born out of a desire to create collaborative, conversation-based learning environment with a specific focus on community building at Bryn Mawr. We believe anyone, regardless of age, number of degrees, or experiences, can generate a positive experience in the community. It is important for us to acknowledge that we all have our own biases, preconceived notions about people and practices that make up a community. And What's Up in Mar strives to provide a space where proactive conversation happens in order to foster learning that will help us more fully understand and grow from our biases. We challenge the elitist idea that people without advanced degrees have little to contribute to their communities by building an intentionally unhierarchical medium of communication. Well, which is proven by me being a host who doesn't know much about podcasts, but here I am. And to continue, these conversations may be uncomfortable at times, but we are confident in our ability to provide high-quality educational opportunities for everyone. To explain a little bit more about the history of this podcast, I am not the one who created or thought of creating it. It's um, the one before season one, Alina, working for Pensby. I'm sure you guys know, if you don't know, Pensby works for inclusion and community building for all students at Bryn Mawr. And the Pensby Center, I guess, decided that they should make a podcast that is student-run. And I'm pretty sure it was built out of the time where we had our strike in 2020 the bi-college student strike and she has written how it has allowed for more avenues for students to voice their concerns and lead through activism. So What's Up in Mar, the podcast hopes to provide another and different avenue for students and members of Bryn Mawr community to lead community building efforts through the basis of knowledge, conversation, and proactive action. So enough of the mission statement and enough of what this is about. I would like to introduce myself as I will be continuing the season. I am, first of all, a little bit anxious to do this. Probably because this episode, it's my introduction, is not a dialogue, but is a monologue. And I'm just gonna tell my story and let you guys know who I am. Today, I wanted to focus on my identity crisis 
and how how I have overcome the crisis. And it's a process. It's never a state of I have overcome this and I am totally over this identity crisis. As you folks are probably familiar with y'all's identity because I have seen y'all on campus. So many of you guys do think a lot about yourselves and think a lot about who am I, these philosophical thoughts. Y'all are honestly the smartest people that I have met (laughs) and very introspective. So I'm sure y'all have also faced the issue of fluctuating identity and how it is never just stable. So even though I say that I have overcome my identity crisis throughout my time in Bryn Mawr, I want y'all to know that it is not something that is done. It is a process and I will be going on a journey with you guys while I host it throughout the semester. So a little bit about me growing up. I moved a lot. I was born in Korea and I moved to the States, but then even in the States, I moved from Virginia to Texas. And during summer, I would sometimes go back to Korea and I'll be in different state. And nothing was ever stable and my environment was never consistent. I was in a predominantly white space, sometimes predominantly Asian um, environment and sometimes the mix of both, or neither. And with that being said, I always thought my identity was something to be insecure about because I was never really fitting in. And it's not because, oh, I'm so different, I'm unlike other guys, you know, I'm not trying to be that person, it's nothing like that. But you know how when you don't see other people that are just the same as you, you start to think that you need to fit in, there's something wrong with you because you're not the mainstream. And that's where you build your internalized hatred towards yourself or internalized racism or anxiety. And so you don't express it out loud necessarily, but internally you keep thinking, oh, why did I say that? Why am I like this? Or everything that you do, you are questioning it from other people's eyes, other people's point of views. Growing up, especially in Texas, where I spent my middle school and high school years, I always thought, oh, what food am I going to bring to lunch? What if I bring kimchi, the Korean food that might smell, that the students, my other friends might not be familiar with? And mind you, this was 2012, where Korean food was not as big as now. So I was really concerned about what food to bring to lunch. I was also concerned about other things, like what name do I go by? Can I go by my Korean name? Or are people going to make fun of it? Are people going to not accept me? Are people going to think I'm not cool because of my name? And I had to come up with my English name. I'm sure a lot of y'all have gone through this, especially if you grew up in predominantly white institution. So that was my concern. And some things I've heard from my other friends would be, what do I do with my hair, straightening hair? And I'm sure with all of these, it's a struggle that we have growing up, trying to assimilate. Because of these insecurities growing up, I have sort of built internalized racism. I thought if I'm not like the mainstream other guys, then I am not worthy or that I should be like other people in order to fit in. And I hated who I am that wasn't mainstream. 
I hated my name. I hated so many things about me, myself, where I do truly appreciate now. The thing about Bryn Mawr was that when I first came, it was really more diverse than where I grew up in. So although this might not be as diverse as some of y'all folks' um, environment growing up, for me, it was really a big difference to see so many people from different places, from different backgrounds. And for me to be able to see that itself, it was big. It was a big deal to me. But on top of that, the more important thing that helped me overcome my identity crisis was the positive reinforcement that I was getting from this community. And what I mean by that, let me elaborate. One time in my Thrive class, shout out to all the first years who are taking Thrive right now. I hope it's going well for y'all. And for me, we were watching this TED Talk video. I don't even remember what the video was about, but some of the folks started crying. And that cry made me cry. I didn't even have a reason to cry, and I don't even remember why I was crying. But we just had this burst of tears. We ran around just talking about our struggles, many of which were identity struggles. That relates to gender or race or many other things. That was the first sort of time where I was vulnerable at Bryn Mawr. Because before then, I was still, I still had my boundaries, I still had my barriers up, my guards up, whenever people were trying to get to know me, because I was afraid, what if they judge me? What if they're the same people that I have met before in my life who were judgmental? So I wasn't sure until that class, and I'm sorry for being so vague here, but I truly don't remember a lot about the details, I just remember the feeling, the sensations, that I had. People cried and we were able to be vulnerable in a freaking class. Isn't that just so amazing to be able to have that community in such a setting? Anyways, that really helped me open up for the first time. And then I kept having more instances where I was able to be myself, say whatever I want and express whoever I am and for people to compliment me or people to accept who I am as I am. And that just kept happening and happening from the Korean club to the ASA. And I was able to not only find my community, but even beyond my own community, people were accepting who I am. My Korean identity, my Americanized identity, my me as a woman, and then just so many intersectionalities were accepted. I am thankful for that because it is not done by just Bryn Mawr College, but I know it is the students, it is the faculty who were able to do that. It's the people that I was able to surround myself with. And to this day, I am so grateful for my first year experience. And I know not all of you guys are having that right now. And what I want to say is that it is my goal as I continue this journey, interviewing and having dialogues with people on campus to continue this legacy, continue this culture at Bryn Mawr, where first we give time for people to open up. We're not pushing it, right? So it's genuine. And second, when people share, we have an open mind and respond positively. No ics, okay? 
I get it. We we as intellectual beings, we have icks. I get it. It's hard to explain, but we're not really showing that. We can think it, but let's not do that. Let's have an open mind and respond positively when someone opens up. And capital letter community. Our responsibility is to continue this culture as an upperclassman to underclassman, vice versa. It is both horizontal and vertical. We're doing it all together, and there is no freeloaders here. <laughs> I was asking as I was writing this goal of mine, why do I want this? Why do we want to continue this? Right? And then I was thinking, it's a privilege to feel at home here. As a small liberal arts college, our experience of college might differ a lot than bigger schools. The good that I see here is that there's so much potential to feel at home. Home not as a physical home, like house, but home as a feeling. When I come back to Bryn Mawr, and actually this August when I was moving back in, it was such a weird feeling because I was like, am I ready for school? Am I ready to go to classes? Am I ready to get my summer fun out of my system and get ready to study and go to class and work hard? But also, it was more than that. It's beyond just school that this college is able to give. It is home for me. Like, I felt really weird. And I was talking to my other friends and we were all saying, it's oddly exciting to come back to Myanmar. I know it's not everyone's. But I do want a lot more of y'all to feel this way, start to feel this way. And I am in this, and I hope y'all who are listening to this are in it together. And I really hope to continue to thrive, <laughs> no pun intended, and to feel at home at Bryn Mawr. I'm excited to embark on this journey together and hope to see you next month. We will be posting monthly, and next time it won't be just me. I'll bring in a guest. I'll keep you updated. Please check Pensby Instagram to see the schedule coming up. See you next time.